podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Smackin' It Raw podcast. We are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be when it comes to wrestling podcasts. And that, of course, is my opinion, not fact. Damn I am straight. your host. I am the host, Warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-host today, Sir Cusselot Travis Pointer. What's happening? Uh, the Polish Hammer couldn't stay up late enough to do this one with us. And again, uh, for the third show in a row, Eric has shirked his duties. I'm now assuming that he has signed a contract similar to Brock Lesnar's where he just shows up whenever the fuck he feels like it. I don't do those kinds of deals, sir, so that ain't happening. Well, we're going to have to talk to him about that then. Uh, first, I just want to say I watched the live uh, Backlash post show, and I'm glad that my last-minute stand in the rack so entertaining you guys seem to really enjoy having them uh you and phil especially seem to enjoy having them so i'm glad that turned out well sorry i couldn't be here for that yeah whatever dude i'm i'm just fascinated by the fact that you can actually watch yourself because i can't do it i just don't do it i wasn't watching myself like i said i wasn't here the rack was he was a last minute stand-in anyway yeah i bet um any like I was saying, like even all the live shows that I do, like the you know, Wild Wild West World every Sunday, thirty minutes after West World, check it out. Creation Magazine, Facebook dot com slash Creation Magazine. You know, you know the drill. There, watch it. Um, yeah, I can't go back and watch myself. I can't. I can listen to myself, but I can't watch myself. Well, I do listen back to our podcast every week. I do. I like to hear um, reactions and everything from you guys that I may tune out while I'm talking, while we're doing the podcast, and hear where I've made mistakes, you know, my transition, so on and so forth. Yeah, getting Just better. That's like, different. Yeah, yeah. Try to get better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can, like I said, I can listen to myself for that very reason, but watching myself, it freaks me out. Well, we've, I've only done the one uh, post-WrestleMania show, so I, I did watch myself on that one for the same reason, but... Backlash, uh, I'm glad the Rack did such a good job standing in for me. I appreciate his help. Uh, hopefully we'll be seeing more of him. I did put a poll up on our Smack and Raw Facebook page. Uh, three people, including myself, said they did want to see more of him, but nobody said they didn't. So more than likely we'll be back because, because of that. I Everyone I talked to, positive feedback. So we'll have him back on. We'll see after I put in my vote. <laughs> okay. It'll still be three to one, Travis. What makes you think my vote is a no? That's true. That's true. You're assuming. All right. So we're here to talk Raw and SmackDown. Uh, both, both these shows were kind of, eh. I mean, we're getting into Money in the Bank. We're coming off Backlash. We're not going to see any of Ronda Rousey because she's out doing Shark Week. She's filming for Shark Week. Is she going to be um, in Sharknado? I don't know if she'll be in Sharknado 5, I think they're on now, but... <laughs> I haven't she seen any of them, so I have no idea what happens other than there's sharks in a tornado. Let me ask you this. Do you like bad movies? Like, obviously made to be bad, bad movies. Depends on the kind of mood I, I'm in, but sometimes, yes. Well, if you're ever in those moods, that's definitely one to watch because they clearly knew they were making a bad movie when they made those movies. Yeah, there's There's days when I open up Netflix and purposely look for a movie that I think looks horrible and watch it. Like, there was a movie on Netflix a while ago, like some years ago, called Mama's Foot. <laughs> yep. Mama's Foot. Yeah, Mama's Foot. She has some kind of foot disease, and 
these two dudes had to raise some money to get her an operation on her foot because she has some kind of nasty foot disease. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you anything else about it because this was like eight years ago. But, yeah. That does sound bad. It sounds almost as bad as the Bobby Lashley interview that we had this week on Raw. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's get that monstrosity out of the way because uh, that was that was brutal. That was awful. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Why did they do that? To introduce the crowd who didn't watch TNA and doesn't remember him from his first run, I guess, to who he is. But his stories about his sisters and yeah. the way they treated him and going out with it was just That's it dumb. was hard to sit. You know how you introduce the world to Bobby Lashley the same way you introduced him the first time. Let him go out to the ring and kick ass. Yeah. It is just that simple. He's a big motherfucker. Let him go out there and be a big motherfucker and whoop some ass. Well, a big motherfucker that did whoop some ass this week was Braun Strowman. Uh, Kurt announced the Money in the Bank qualifying matches, or two matches. Uh, Braun was not in the matches, so he came out to sell Kurt. He won the greatest Royal Rumble ever. He deserves to be in Money in the Bank, blah, 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 blah. Kevin Owens interrupted, made the mistake of calling Braun a bad monster. Uh, and then we had a match between Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is the very first person to qualify for the money in the bank. Yeah. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be there and I'm going to be like third row. So it would make me, nothing would make me happier that day than to see. Braun Strowman just like climb up two steps not even all the way up just go up like two steps and then just reach up and grab it because he's so fucking tall yeah but unfortunately he's not gonna win it who who do you think is gonna win it Bobby Lashley yeah no no he's making his return to the money in the bank after being away from oh. the money in the bank for far too long you His mean match. the Money in the Bank highlight reel that has never yes. won a Money in the Bank? Yes. Shelton Benjamin. Well, we can talk about him now because we can't talk about him on SmackDown. <laughs> You're right because they didn't put – well, he he had the little phone, little Instagram video thing he did. Talk yeah. about how he was going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, and I'm like, damn right. There were are. also – there were also tag teams that came on and did the same thing. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to have tag teams in yeah, a Money in the Bank yeah, ladder they're, match? They're, they just didn't have anything else for them to do. So like, here, just talking to this phone. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Sheldon Benjamin's going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm calling it now. They owe him. Well, our second of the male finalists uh, was decided in a match between Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, and Sami Zayn, which Finn Balor won. Which Damn I was extremely happy because I'm like, if they put Roman Reigns in this fucking match and they give him the money in the bank and they use the money in the bank for him to cash in on Brock Lesnar, blah, 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 I'm going to be so pissed and they're going to fucking waste it. So the fact that wait, as of wait, right now, wait, he's wait, not wait, in. Be, I thought you didn't care as long as they got the belt off of Brock. I don't care as long as they get the belt off Brock. But if he cashes it in, I don't see him successfully cashing it in. Now we've wasted the money in the bank and the belt's still on Brock. Well, I mean, they already raced it once last year with Baron Corbin, so I mean, they're not above doing it again. But, oh. but, 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 what if, what if 
you know, we already know Roma's not in it, but if he were in it and he won and he had the briefcase, but then we get that match with Brock versus Bobby Lashley and they beat the living hell out of each other and Brock barely gets out by the skin of his teeth. But then here comes Roman with like three spears afterwards and then cashes in and then takes it off of him. See, the problem with that theory is, and we've talked about this before, good guys are fucking stupid. And no matter how much they boo Roman Reigns. Huh? Except for CM Punk. Well, yeah. But no matter how much they boo, no matter how much they boo Roman Reigns, he is a good guy. And his character lends me to believe he is the kind of guy that would pull a John Cena and instead of taking the opportunity that the Money in the Bank offers, would just walk out on Monday Night Raw holding his briefcase and say, I'm cashing it in, Brock. Get your ass down here. I'm going to whoop your ass. And then lose. Because he's that kind of guy. I mean, RVD gave like gave Cena like three weeks notice. <laughs> <laughs> and he still won. That's true. He did, but <laughs> RVD... Versus John Cena is not Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. This is true. I'm just, you know, pointing out the history that it can happen. That's all. It can, it can. Well, you brought up Baron Corbin. Uh, Baron Corbin not only made his bid to be in Money in the Bank, but he had a six-man tag team match that, by the look on your face, I'm assuming was not on the Hulu. I was just about to say, I don't remember seeing Baron Corbin. (laughs) It was Baron Corbin and the Revival versus No Way Jose and uh, Trippin' Worldwide. No Way Jose. Did no way Jose get the W? No, he did not. Oh. I mean, I figured no, he didn't. Did. Like the thing, he's just—I don't expect him to win anything. I really don't. I just want him there. <laughs> no way Jose actually took the pinfall from Baron Corbin. He was distracted, turned around, walked into the end of days. One, two, three. Baron Corbin on top. That sounds like some no way Jose kind of shit. That doesn't matter. Like I swear, as long just, as he's on the roster, he can lose every single match. I don't give a. Fuck. I just want him to do his entrance and you know, occasionally, yeah, he can win so he can dance around the ring again afterwards. Like, that's all I want. I do feel bad though, because you see characters like this and you just know that they're only gonna go so far and they've only got I mean, other than the New Day. The New Day took really bad characters, turned them into really good comedy characters, and then really went for it with these comedy characters. Oh yeah. Generally Generally, you see characters like No Way Jose, Fandango, Adam Rose, and it's like, yeah, yeah. you're going to get so far. You might, might get an IC title, but that's about as far as you're getting. When I saw No Way Jose make his debut on Raw, just like, they just made me like, oh, man, I miss Adam Rose. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, like, it was just so much fun. It was just one of those little, you know, not really the bathroom break, but like, you know, the, the, the lull in the night where you just like, okay, I can turn my brain off for a second and not really care about any real storylines here. This is just some weird, stupid shit. Let's watch this weird, stupid shit now. <laughs> you know, I have been watching very closely to the conga line that comes out with No Way Jose because Adam Rose's Rosebuds, uh, Becky Lynch and Braun Strowman, and I think a few other guys yeah, we're, were former Rosebuds. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm looking like, do I know anyone? Have I seen anyone well, like- from NXT? Yeah, you like the, um, what, who was the bunny? The bunny was somebody, wasn't it? Uh, the bunny was, but uh, I think it might have been the same guy that placed Sankara. Hmm. Okay. So, I don't think it was anybody special, but I could be wrong. I will actually look into that. Um, 
while we're talking tag team matches, Dolph and Drew, who I, I have to say, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre looked like a really fucking good tag team in the ring together. I wouldn't know. You didn't get to see that either, huh? Nope. Well, uh, it's too bad because they had a match against Slater and Rhino, and as you know, Drew and that, that Slater. That explains it right there. They refused to put Slater and Rhino on television. <laughs> well, that's not fair. He's got kids. He's got to pay the bills. He's still getting paid. They're just not putting him on TV. I just thought it was interesting that you had two former members of 3MB who haven't seen each other since 3MB broke up in the ring on opposite sides from each other. Drew even, uh, or Slater even talked to Drew a little bit as they were getting ready to go, but they had some really nice, that uh, Claymore kick slash zigzag is a really cool looking tag team finisher. They did this thing where uh, Drew McIntyre had Heath Slater draped over the ropes and he was holding his ankles. So Slater was outside of the ring over the ropes and McIntyre was inside the ring holding his ankles. Dolph super kicked him in the face and then McIntyre flipped him over and pancaked him. So was wait, really cool Dolph was on the floor? Yeah, Dolph was on the floor. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm seeing yeah. it now. Gotcha, gotcha. No, it was really cool looking. I was like, oh, that looked like it fucking hurt. So they're I'm looking good as a tag team. I'm assuming that they're going to meet up with the deleter of worlds here soon, but we'll see. They need an opponent, so that would make sense. Uh, they had opponents. They had opponents on Monday Night Raw in uh, the form of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Yeah, they need opponents, like I said. I was really hoping that we'd get that Curtis and Bo joining the Deleter of Worlds after, you know, they've been looking for new people to tag on with, and then fucking Matt Hardy put that out there on Twitter, and I was like, oh, we're going to have this match, and then afterwards, you know, they'll get thrown to the lake of reincarnation and yeah, come back out as they new beat characters. the shit out of them. They, <laughs> they would. Yeah. And, yeah. That would be cool. But I'm guessing that didn't happen. No, no, it didn't. Yeah, uh, they did not join the Deliver worlds, <laughs> but the announced team did talk about how Bray and Bo were brothers, or they made a reference to them being brothers, which they don't normally do. And I think it's interesting that they still call one Bo Dallas and the other Bray Wyatt. But now they're talking about how they're brothers, despite the fact that they have different last names, which I mean, it's possible you could have half brothers, step brothers, whatever. But. Maybe Wyatt is his middle name. That could be. Or maybe so his name Dallas is Bray is, Wyatt Dallas. Or maybe the Dallas is his middle name. You don't know. Maybe his name is Bo, Bo Dallas, Dallas Wyatt. Wyatt. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't. Did know. you get to see that match? Negative. Uh, Matt Hardy did a uh, his own version of the Sister Abigail, which was eh, it was all right. Wasn't anything special. Um, we kind of. Skated over it. How did you feel about the Finn uh, Roman Sammy match itself? Um, I will say um I agree with you that I'm happy that Finn won. Um, I mean Finn gave me what he always gives me, and Roman was just as much Roman as y'all. I mean, I didn't. There was nothing surprising about it to me. It was, I okay. This is what I expected, except the outcome was not what I expected. Okay, they okay. Just, they gave uh-huh. me what I expected them to give me. Finn did pin Sammy, so that was you know, Roman didn't go out with a loss, and he can argue that later if you know, for more qualifiers. Well, I didn't get pinned, so I didn't really lose that match. I want another chance. Also, I believe it's seven men in the Money in the Bank, so I'm wondering how it's they're going to decide the seventh spot. What? I believe it's eight. 
I thought they said seven, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Well, so. I that would be weird because there's there's definitely eight for the women because I saw the empty slots they showed. So I couldn't see why they put less in the men's than they would in the women's. No, you're right. That makes <laughs> sense. I, so for some put- reason, I thought I heard them say seven, and I was trying to figure out if you've got two shows, how do you determine who the seventh exactly. guy is going to be? Here's the thing. They very, they very well may have said seven to make you all think there's only going to be seven slots, and then Roman Reigns takes the eighth slot. That could be. <laughs> like, oh, no, I want to be in it. Let me in it. Let me in it. Somehow he gets into it by some like gauntlet match or some shit. That is a possibility. Um, there were rumors that we were going to get Jason Jordan returning on this episode of Monday Night Raw, which I know you were just waiting with bated breath to see. Like you cannot wait for Kurt Angle's illegitimate son to come back. He was one of your favorite characters until he got hurt. Let me just tell you, like, I really do want him to come back, just because, like. Like I said, that whole thing with him being a heel that he doesn't know, like when he doesn't know he's a heel, it's just, it was, it became my favorite thing on Raw. And honestly, I'm like paying attention right now. And I think they're going to do some Chad Gable shit because they keep comparing Chad Gable to Kurt Angle. And... I'm thinking what's going to happen is before it's time for Jason Jordan to come back, Chad Gable's kind of going to kind of glom on the Kurt Angle, you know, and Kurt's going to start showing him some attention. Jason Jordan's going to come back and be all jealous and shit, and that's going to fuel something between them, and you'll get you'll finally get that Chad Gable, Chad Gable, Jason Jordan feud you've been wanting. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because we had Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable, and Jinder beat Gable. Um, and then beat down Chad Gable post-match. And as this was going on, I'm like, okay, this is where Jason Jordan comes out to save his old tag team partner. Like, this is going to happen. And then he just kept beating on him, and no one came out to save him, and nothing happened. And I was like, wow, they really got me. There was a rumor that he was coming back, and they really, like, set it up like, okay, this is where, if he's coming back, this is where he's going to come back. And then no one showed up, and it was just gender beating down Gable the entire time. And I'm sitting there waiting, like, Listening for music, looking around to see people's reactions. It's no, he's supposed to be out longer than that, though. So I don't think he'll. I, I didn't even. I didn't. I didn't hear the rumor, but even if I heard the rumor, I'm like, no, nah, he's supposed to be gone longer than this. So. All right, all right. Um, another kind of eh match. Like I said, this week was just eh. It, it was as Travis has talked about on the uh, Super Flash Era podcast. It's whelming. It wasn't yeah. underwhelming. Yeah. It wasn't overwhelming. Yeah. It was just whelming. I was just whelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elias versus Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, the best part of this match was the fucking glorious DDT that Bobby Roode hit. That was probably the best glorious DDT I've seen to date. Did I see that match? If not, they cut a lot out. I That's believe. what I'm just about to say. I'm like, I feel like there's so much that I didn't see. Like, did I finish watching Raw? Yeah, because I saw the triple threat match. That was the main event, right? Yeah. Did I walk away from the television because I got bored? Well, if you did, then it was definitely underwhelming because it made you walk away. That doesn't mean anything. Um, I have a short attention span also. So there's a very good chance that the matches were just fine. It was just that I saw something out the window and I walked away. Um... (laughs) 
I kind of remember that match happening, but I don't remember anything about it. Like I said, it was really it was really just a match. I mean, Elias came out. He did his Elias thing. Bobby Roode interrupted, as he does, with his glorious entrance. Mm-hmm. They had a match. But that glorious DDT looked like I was watching it with a friend. And that glorious DDT, when he hit it, he goes, oh, that looked like it hurt. And I'm like, yeah, that was probably the coolest glorious DDT I've seen. Like, it actually looked like a finisher. It didn't look like he just picked the guy up and DDT'd him. And, oh, all that that's kind of fucking lame. And also, I'd like to point out, like, you know, there I've mentioned before that there was a certain week where I didn't watch either one of the shows and I just kind of played along. This is not one of those weeks. I really did watch Raw and SmackDown. So <laughs> well, we're, we're going to test that theory, Travis. We got one more thing to talk about for Monday Night Raw, and that's the women qualifier match for Money in the Bank. Who was in that match? That was Ember Moon, my friend, and she got that W. Yeah, but who did she face? I don't remember anymore because it was irrelevant because she won. <laughs> oh. I don't believe that you don't remember because if you saw this, I don't see you forgetting that the boss was in that match. That was Sasha. It was a triple threat match, wasn't it? It was Sasha and Ember. Who the hell else was in that match? It was so long ago. It was. It was a triple threat match. Yeah. Just like the main event. Fuck. Who else was in it? Ruby Riot. Oh, see, that's why she's so forgettable. I disagree with that, but, that's you know, fine. to each their own. Yeah. The more I see of Ruby, the more I enjoy Ruby. Mm. And I enjoy what she's been doing. But She was overshadowed said, by Ember Moon because, yeah. Well, as you said, Ember Moon won that, and she won it with an eclipse right as Sasha was about to set Ruby right up for the bank statement. Yeah, she knocked um, them both down and ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... The riot squad attacked Sasha outside. And Bailey and showed up. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> there we go. See, he did see it. <laughs> Bailey showed up to make the save. Yeah. Bailey showed up. Yeah. I was watching. See, 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 talking about all these now, let me ask, damn show. Now let me ask you this. Are they gonna continue this weird on and off again thing between Sasha and Bailey? I don't know, but I'm sick of it. Have one of them screw the other one over at Money in the Bank if because, I mean, Ember qualified, that doesn't necessarily mean that Sasha won't qualify later. I really know? need them to just have a cage match and settle this shit. I just, I can't believe that Sasha Banks wouldn't be in this year's Money in the Bank since she wasn't in last year's. Yeah, we'll see. I don't understand it either. Maybe because they already did the thing for her with her, you know, being the longest lasting woman in the um, Royal Rumble, but... That is a possibility. Even though she spent most of that time outside the ring. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about people who lasted the longest in Royal Rumble, so we'll move on over to SmackDown, where uh, Daniel Bryan was strangely... I don't know, he wasn't absent. He had a match against Rusev. and lost. Yeah. Yeah, and Rusev beat him, which also surprised the shit out of me. Hmm. I don't know. Um, it's I one did. of those things. It, I wasn't surprised, but it wasn't what I predicted. You know what I mean? It's just like I can no, see I'm, why they why they would do it, but it was one of those things where it's like I can see. I didn't expect him to win, but like, oh, if he does win, I get it because they're trying to do this thing with Daniel Bryan where he's got this hard road back kind of thing, you know. So yeah, yes, no. I mean, he's kind of won. Other than the ta- he's had 
I think five matches, four or five matches, if you count the Greatest Royal Rumble. And he's won the majority of them, except for the one that Big Cass uh, interrupted on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and that this one. And this is the first one he actually lost. Lost. Well, by hard roll back, I mean hard time getting into the main event picture. Okay, okay, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn something very interesting about Daniel Bryan. I was listening to uh, Talk Is Jericho, and Daniel Bryan was on there, and uh, they talked about a lot of shit, like his plans, what he planned on doing if WWE never cleared him, so on and so forth. Uh, he found out at 9.30 at night, the night before he came back, that he was cleared. So by the time that they announced that he was cleared and he was going to be on SmackDown, it hadn't even been 24 hours for him knowing that he was cleared. Listen, that, well, it's not surprising that they put it together that quickly, but it is surprising that that was when he found out. Like, they throw together so much shit at the last minute. Like, it, we'd be surprised if we actually, like, you know, were there. Because I imagine anything can happen when you're doing a live show. Please, anything happens when we do our fucking lives on Sunday nights, you know? So it's just yeah. random shit can happen, and you just like, oh, okay, well, instead of this, let's just do this main event. Like, like I remember something happened where John Cena and um, Shawn Michaels, when they had that hour-long match at the end of Raw that one time, it was because of something else. I forgot what happened, but that ha- they decided to do that the night of. Um, right. So, you know, it's just, I can, them throwing together something like the, at the last minute like that doesn't surprise me. But, you know, good for him. The other interesting yes. thing that, that's really, yes. really interesting about this is yes. he, when he went and sat down with Vince after he yes. went to all these doctors and he did all this stuff, yes. Vince is like, well, if you come back, what's that going to look like? Like what happens if you get another concussion, so on and so forth, because it was concussions. And then he was having seizures from the concussions. It only happened a couple times, not every concussion, but you know, it was an issue. So he told Vince, listen, if I get another concussion, you know, Let's let's do this. After every match that I have, I will go straight back to the doctor and I will sit down and we will go over some sort of concussion protocol to make sure that I'm okay. So after every match he has, he goes directly to the trainer's room and gets checked out and inspected. There's no celebrating and enjoying it. There's no hanging out and high-fiving and congratulating and thanking guys. It's through the curtain and to the trainer's room after every match he has right now. And then you celebrate after going to the trainer's room. And then he said that uh, if he didn't, that he told Vince, then, you know, if I don't find me, because I guess one time he did have a concussion and they were trying to find him and everyone had left and it was over and he was still like wandering around the arena out of it looking for a water bottle. <laughs> so he's like, so I've done that shit. Like I've, I've avoided it. And I've just been out of it and just kind of gone off on my own. So if I don't show up, like, find me but i want to wrestle he had plans to go to new japan and ring of honor to get involved with the bullet club and kind of be the good guy to go against the bullet club because as we talked about he said if wwe didn't clear him when his contract ended he planned on being he planned on wrestling regardless he didn't care how much money they gave him so he was going to go wrestle regardless and it all sounds real good now that he's got that WWE contract. So, <laughs> well, he, his contract is still a contract. Like his actual contract doesn't expire. I think until like 
I, I'd have to look to see when the Chicago All In show is, but like the day that that show happens is the day that his contract expires, and he was trying to figure out like, can I go to the All In show, or is it like it expires at midnight that night, or is it midnight the night before? Am I still going to be under contract? How am I going to work this? But yeah, he had been talking to Cody Rhodes and some of the guys in the Bullet Club. He was working on plans post WWE, and when his contract expired later this year. He said he was going to be done. Like I said, sounds good to say that now that he's going to be remaining in WWE. It's like Dolph talking about he was going to leave and shit. Guess what? He didn't go no damn where. So it's just, oh, he, you know. And they're still not doing it. Poor guy. Hmm? I said, and they're still not doing anything with him, that poor guy. Yeah, but he's got a good steady paycheck. He's good. All right, so that's all I got with Daniel Bryan. Uh, the other qualifier on SmackDown was Miz versus Jeff Hardy, where the Miz beat the United States champion. Let me tell you. Skin- let me tell you. Let me tell you something. As I'm watching that match, I'm like, so, so we just, we just don't give a fuck about finishes no more, huh? Like, <laughs> like, because he he hit him with more than one twist of fate. Am I correct? <coughs> Yeah, but the twist of fate's a signature, yeah, not a finisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that I'm I'm getting to the finisher because after the second okay. one is when he hit him with the Swanton bomb, and somehow, you know, for some reason Jeff just laid on him instead of actually pinning him, which is another thing. But you know, after the Swanton bomb, how is Miz able to just roll him up like that? Like. If it was if it was if it was any move besides the Swan Tom bomb that he rolled him up after, you know, I'd have been okay. But it's just you know, he hit you with with, with his finishing top rope maneuver that he's supposed to pin you with, and you just roll him up like that, like come on, bro. Well, I'm with you, Travis. And see, I'm actually I'm kinda divided on this because I come from the era where as well as you the finisher is the finisher. That's how the match is supposed to end. Only at WrestleMania did we ever see a guy kick out of a finisher. And that was really, this whole thing is really the Rock and Austin's fault. I was, so. just, I was just about to say, <laughs> it only happened at WrestleMania and only if your name was the Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So coming from the air that we came for, you got hit with a stunner, you got hit with the rock bottom or people's elbow, you got tombstone, you got chokeslammed by Kane or Tombstone, depending on what finisher he was using when, that was in the match, period. So, yeah, no your way. whole thing was you don't get hit by that maneuver or you lose. But now they've kind of moved on to there isn't really a finisher. There are just signature moves, and one of those signature moves is the move you prefer to win the match with. But it's not really how you finish because, as we talked about, or as uh, you and Phil in the rack talked about on Sunday, uh, when I was listening to you guys talk, for the post backlash show, <laughs> the Miz delivered two skull crushing finales to Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins kicked out of both of them. And we see this all the time, not just in main event matches. We see it in mid card matches. Hell, that was the opening match. Yeah. The opening match. They kicked out of two finishers. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it at all. Cause the fact that he won after his opponent perform their finisher like his opponent's finisher was his finishing maneuver like 
He won yeah. with Jeff Hardy's Swanton Bomb. Yeah. That reminds me, there is one thing from Monday Night Raw I didn't talk about. Uh, Seth Rollins did an open IC challenge. Mojo Raleigh came out, and Je- Seth Rollins beat him. Yeah, but did we? Are we going to talk about how horribly Mojo O'Reilly did with that uh, taking that curb stomp or blackout, like he was facing the wrong way and then crawled over to face the right way before he took it and shit? Not just that, like the whole setup to try and get to the blackout just looked bad. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't know where he was or what he was doing. And I'd like to blame it on that ripcord knee strike, but. That sh- that that move don't do shit. So it's not like he knocked him silly with the knee or hit him hard with the knee. Mojo, he looked fine up until that end point of the match, and we got to the end of that match, and he just looked like he didn't know what to do or where to go or how to do it. I just don't like Mojo, period. So Mojo Jojo. Exactly. If we had Mojo Jojo, I'd be okay. But we got this motherfucker. Well, you normally do the Mojo Jojo here when we talk about Mojo Rally, but yeah, I know, I know, but. It just hurts my feelings, so I just rather not talk about it right now. Um, Paige did make the announcements for those qualifying matches at the beginning of the show. It's always nice to have Paige out there and see Paige come out, and she's she's fairly good on the mic. You know, she does some good mic work. She was trying to get the crowd into it and get the crowd hyped up. Uh, the other match that she made was Charlotte versus Peyton Royce. And that was a qualifier for the women's Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, your future ex-wife Peyton Royce did not. Yeah, it was sad. Tap dance. Yeah. Despite the fact that she had Billy Kay at ringside and Billy Kay got involved, uh, the Queen Charlotte. It's, Billy, still... it's actually Billy Kay's fault that she lost that match, by the way. But you know, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, the Queen Charlotte did succeed. So now. Our Money in the Bank qualifiers are The Miz, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, and Rusev for the men, and then Ember and Charlotte for the women. I don't know why we only got two women's qualifying matches, two singles matches. Well, you got to think about how far away Money in the Bank is, you know? So Yeah, that's true. But like I said, you know, even if you're right and it's eight people, we've already got half of the men's contestants. Yeah, so we couldn't get as many of the women's. We got to stretch that shit out. Okay, fair enough. Um... Another really entertaining segment we had on SmackDown, uh, Sheamus was backstage eating Lucky Charms out of a bag. Yeah, yeah, and they both had fucking pancakes in their bag and shit, yeah. You know, the pancakes didn't make me laugh as much as an Irish guy eating a bag of Lucky Charms. Now, I can't say they're Lucky Charms because Bootios are essentially Lucky Charms, so he could have been eating Bootios and then didn't want to have the box, so he just pulled them out of the box. Well, he but said they were Lucky Charms, so... I was just saying the implication and what they said was there's an Irish man eating Lucky Charms. Yeah. And to me, yeah. that is absolutely just stereotypical and hilarious. Yeah, it was. It made me chuckle also. But my thing was like, did they, so back to the pancakes in the bag, though, like did they take everything out of the bag and then put the pancakes in or did they just like replace their bags with bags full of pancakes? That is a very good question because because what did they do with all the stuff that was kind of- in the bags? Well, yeah, because Seamus said that his wrestling gear was supposedly in that bag. So if the bag was full of pancakes, where was his gear, and when did he get it back to go out and wrestle that match against Xavier exactly. Woods? Exactly. See? See, now you're following. Now you're following. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. He did beat Xavier Woods, by the way, with a very stiff European uppercut uh, when Xavier came off the top rope. Yeah, because that bitch cheated. Um, I will say... 
we did see some entertaining high flying uh, shenanigans from Big E and Kofi Kingside, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Kofi Kingston ringside, not Kofi Kingside. <laughs> I know what. No, so that's what I'm. Gonna refer, uh, that's what I'm going to refer to the ringside area now is the Kofi Kingside. <laughs> Let's see if you remember that. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, we did see you know them kind of take out Sheamus. That was entertaining and fun. The New Day, anytime they're involved in anything, they're always fun. They're always entertaining. But like we said, unfortunately, Xavier Woods lost to Cesaro after beating Sheamus last week. So now we know who's who's better in the bar, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. It's just, you know. The you don't think Cesaro's better than Sheamus? I'm, let, me, let me clarify, okay. As an in-ring performer, yes, Cesaro is better than Sheamus. I don't think that was the reason for them having that win happen that way. It was just a matter of the shenanigans didn't work last week, but the shenanigans worked this week. Okay, okay. Um, But, but, he almost got him, though. He did. He came really close. And if he hadn't, you know, they talk about it, so much as they're doing, you know, the story and matches where he went to the well too one too many times. He shouldn't have gone for that high flying maneuver when he did. Yeah, flying little thing he does when he walks on the rope first. Yeah, yeah. So and he took too long to do it too. So yeah, there's a lot of that. Like there's a lot of just stalling and waiting to climb and mm-hmm. people standing there and looking at you as you're about to come off the top rope, but then still taking the move instead of hitting you because, oh, hey, I've been standing here for 10 seconds and I can obviously see it coming. Well, I mean, that's not new because my, still my favorite thing is the sweet chin music. Like, he'll stand in the corner and stomp forever as you're getting up, like telling you he's about to kick you in the face. And instead of rolling out of the ring, you just stand up and look at him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just that that's not you new. You stand up, you turn around and you look dazed and kind of out of it. So maybe you know your brain's a little fuzzy, you don't know what's going on. Like that I can accept. I cannot accept when a guy stands up and turns around and looks at the turnbuckle and then just sits there for 10 seconds and stares at the guy on the top turnbuckle waiting for him to come off and then unlike Cesaro who hit him with the uppercut, then takes the cross body or the drop kick or whatever and it's like you can't tell me you didn't see that coming and you couldn't fucking move. Let's just in terms of the actual like match flow itself, I blame that on the guy coming off the top rope. Okay. Because they're taking too long to jump. But that's just me. We uh, we got an announcement from our SmackDown Live Women's Champion, the one, the only, the fabulous Carmella. Mella next week. Money. Next week, we are going to have a Royal Melebration, and the Royals are not invited. Yes, yes. She specifically told them that they're not invited. None of the royal family is invited to the royal celebration. But she beat Charlotte. She did. And made sure we heard her, you know, tell us that she beat Charlotte multiple times. I've got to say, people being so excited about beating Charlotte is kind of my favorite thing in the women's division on SmackDown right now. Like, even when the Iconics piggybacked on Carmella's win by saying, well, we beat up Charlotte and then Carmella Pinder, so we kind of beat Charlotte. We beat Charlotte. Mm-hmm. We beat Asuka. Like, just them being so happy to beat the names like Art, Asuka, and Charlotte is really, really entertaining to me. I can understand that. I enjoy it myself. 
another uh, <laughs> weird promo. Uh, did you happen to see the the Harper and Rowan promo? Um, ah, yes, with the toys. Yeah, all the melted, disfigured, oddly put together toys that of they all panned the tag over. Teams, yeah. I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, maybe this is going to be like chaos. Maybe this is or uh, sanity. Maybe this is going to be sanity's like, we'll be here next week or whatever, this and that. And then, no, it was a Bludgeon Brothers, and they have their own toys, and they are foam sledgehammers. They're not made of foam, Matt. <laughs> all right? They're just sledgehammers, all right? Uh... They carry big, huge fucking sledgehammers, and they bludgeon people with them even though they've never bludgeoned anybody. Let me just say this, Travis. Everything about these guys screams this should be Matt's favorite tag team. They carry hammers. Mm -hmm. They represent a somewhat horror movie-esque feel. Yeah, man, with the masks and everything, yeah. They are very, very, as Phil or Eric would uh, refer to them, they are beefcakes. They are very big burly strong men who use powerful strong moves to beat down their opponents exactly everything about this team screams matt should like these yes guys. it For does whatever reason, i just i'm not i'm not into it and I, I will tell you why i will tell you exactly why the same reason why you pick things the way you pick them as far as who wins or you like dislike certain things for some random obscure reason you like being miserable. Like, it has to be what it is. Like, you like to be miserable. There's no other explanation for this. Like, it's just. I tried. Because there is absolutely I no reason why you should not like that team. Like, I understand that. And don't get me wrong. I tried real hard. And when they won the tag team titles, I knew it was happening. I tried to get into it. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I know no one's ever going to get hit with those fucking hammers. And it really disappoints me that it's just a cock tease at this point. I mean, but how often does anybody ever really hit with a sledgehammer? Triple when, H just hit plenty of people with a sledgehammer. Not he puts really. his hand over it when he does it. But to say, he's kind of like did a little push thing into people with the sledgehammer. He's never really hit anybody with it. He's never. I mean, only time he's ever swung the sledgehammer and hit somebody with it was when he hit Shawn Michaels in the back that one time. Yeah, but, I mean, it's foam. You don't have to hit him in the head. You can hit him in the gut. You can hit him in the back. You can hit him in the leg. I just I want to see somebody crippled with that fucking hammer, and I know it's not going to happen, or those hammers, <laughs> and I know it's not going to happen, and it's just going to be a cock tease. Oh, man, but they're more than just the hammers, Matt. They're more than just the hammers. Oh, God. Did somebody say cock tease? <laughs> uh, I didn't say it, but... um. <laughs> Sure. Well, that idiot Matt Ritter is right. It is absolutely a cock tease, and cock teases are one of my favorite things. Speaking of cock teases, the reason I am here is only one person is qualified to talk about the last subject oh, God. that we need to talk about for SmackDown, <laughs> and that is the Shinsuke Nakamura. He is my tag team partner. He is one half of the Rack and Thunder. His injury that allowed him to not be clear. Wait, 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 wait. He is one half Smackdown. of what? I lost you for a second. The Rack and Sack Connection. Mm, okay. I am the Rack, he is the Sack. Mm, interesting. All right. Shinsuke Nakamura suffered a horrible, horrible trip to Dick Kick City. 
here at Backlash. That rendered him unable to compete on SmackDown because that evil villain AJ Styles couldn't just take his dick kick and move on and lose that belt and let him become champion. He had to reciprocate. Now, not only did he kick him so hard he couldn't compete, but he kicked him so hard he couldn't speak English anymore. He forgot, and then he remembered, and then he forgot, and then he remembered. It was very confusing, and he seems very, very confused. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, he either speaks English or he don't. One day he does, one day he don't. What do you want me to say, man? That's your partner. I'm, I'm, I don't want you to say anything. I'm explaining to you, Travis, that the kick to his dick is what has caused the confusion where he, he can speak English and then he can't, and then he can't, and then he can't. Just in this promo, he said, no, speak English, and then spoke English for the rest of the promo. It's very confusing. Well, maybe he brought that upon himself with all his dictations that he's been doing, you know? Dictations? Yes. What dictations has he been doing? His, his multiple punches to, J, to AJ Styles' dick. Those are not dictations. Those are moves, Travis. Oh, that we was... are wrestlers, and that is what we do. We perform in the ring, and part of his moveset is a beautiful, beautiful elbow, kick, punch, and bicep to the testicles. It is just part of his moveset. Y'all need to accept that and move on. Let this man do what he does. Well, the problem is that maneuver is illegal, sir. That's why it was a no-DQ match. There's no disqualification. It's not illegal. I personally wish he had gone ringside, grabbed a chair, and just beat AJ in the testicles till he could no longer have children. Well, that's the thing. It was a no-DQ match. So, you know, I mean, AJ can do it, too. No, 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 no. No, AJ cannot do it, too. Why not? Because he is a good guy, and good guys don't kick people in the dick. Believe me, I have hit a lot of good guys in the dick. Never once have I been hit back. That's your problem. You've been fighting the wrong ones. Fighting the wrong ones? Yeah, you fighting fight the ones the that you, you fight people who you know won't hit you back. Well, yeah. Why would you fight someone that wanted to hit you back? That is just fucking ridiculous. It is much easier to win a match when you hit somebody in the dick that is not going to hit you back. That is how you become a winner. You are, you know, you're correct. That is one way to become a winner. That is the only way to become a winner. No, it's not the only way. It's not the only way. It is a way. Verbally or physically hit that man in the dick. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Well, Well, I'll let you have that for now. They say that this Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles feud is not over. I wish that Shinsuke would stop coming out on his own and let the rat come down there, be ringside, manage this man to a championship because if his his bicep to the penis is not what works, a rack bottom and a people's low blow will definitely put AJ Styles out for the one, two, three. No one has ever kicked out of a people's low blow. Oh, okay, sir. I will come down in just a thong so I have of the referee distracted. I'm sorry, what was that? I said, of course you will. Well, yeah, I got to distract the referee with my beautiful body. And then while the referee is distracted looking at my massive package, I will have Shinsuke low blow AJ Styles, roll him up one, two, three, 
If that does not work, then Shinsuke will distract the referee. I will slide in, rack bottom, people's low blow, one, two, three, game over. Shinsuke, new WWE champion. If you are listening, Shinsuke, I have told you this before. It is a good idea. Let's win this title. Call the rack. Please, let me come out with you. All right, then. Also, Mr. Pointer, why have you not accepted my... uh, Why have you not followed me on Twitter? I am new to this. I have created a Twitter. I followed you. Why are you not following me? I have posted at least seven pictures of my favorite low blows from the WWE with amazing, hilarious captions. I'm very sorry. I'll be sure to follow you. And for those of you, because I have to leave right now, that idiot Matt Ritter wants to come back and finish his show. For those of you that want to find The Rack, you can find him on Twitter at The Rack. S-R-W. That is T-H-E-R-A-C-K-S-R-W. R-W. Cool. It's it's SRW because, unfortunately, the rack is late to the Twitter game, and somebody already stole my name. So I went with Smackin' the Raw Wrestling, this bullshit-ass show you guys have me on. Oh, it's this bullshit-ass show, huh? All right, all right. You got to go. We need to get back to this. Uh, sorry about that, Travis. He uh, just kind of he punched me in the dick and took over. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Want to insult my show? I'll kick that motherfucker. Okay. Well, oh, he never come he's back gone. Bitch again. We're back, and uh, he was incorrect. We do have one more thing to talk about: Mandy Rose versus Becky Lynch. Listen, before we even talk about this match, let, let's just talk about Corey Graves and his. <laughs> Him talking about Mandy Rose as she comes out is probably my favorite thing that happened on SmackDown. Like, it's not just when she came out on SmackDown; it's every it's time every she time comes she out. comes out. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just talking about this particular show though, because he kept telling anybody who tried to say anything to just shut up and watch her come out. Did you also notice that everything around her was blurred? Yeah, she was the only in focus thing yeah, in her entire yeah, entrance. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, this is great. I'm loving this. I don't know why they're doing it, and I don't care. This is so fucking great. And while I agree with you, it also confuses me because it's like they're trying to push the the women's revolution and that women aren't eye candy, so on and so forth. But Corey Graves is making it very clear to everyone who will listen, she is eye candy, and you need to watch her. Yeah. You need to be quiet and enjoy it and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess they reinforce that she also is not just eye candy. She also kicks ass in the ring by having her pin the first ever SmackDown Live Women's Champion without her compadre Mm -hmm. at ringside. Exactly. Like, yeah, she can be beautiful and kick ass. Which we saw backstage. Paige informed them that uh, Sonya Deville was barred from ringside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She's just... I guess. (laughs) Forcing that thing, you know, it's just like, oh, so are you really just not going to do these women tag titles? Like, why are you breaking up this team? Why why are you doing that? You know, I'm glad... Well, they didn't really break up the team because those two are still together. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because you kept saying uh, raw tag team or raw women's tag team titles. Mm-hmm. The reason I think they're going to be on SmackDown is there was actually a tweet that came out from WWE or maybe it was a post on Facebook. It was one of the two 
about all the things that the new SmackDown GM should address, that being Paige. And on that list was women's tag team titles. And I think it makes more sense to introduce women's tag team titles through Paige than it does Kurt Angle. That does make sense. But they could also do it through Stephanie McMahon. They could, but Stephanie already did the women's Royal Royal. She's pretty much announced everything. Which is you've why, got Paige. So why wouldn't she do it? Do this too? Because you've got Paige in this position. She is a very decorated yet still young former female champion, Divas champion, NXT women's champion, so on and so forth. Why not use her in the position you have her? Why just have Stephanie, who hasn't even been on TV since WrestleMania or since the Monday after WrestleMania, come out and do shit? Because that's what McMahons do. Yeah, that's true. All right, Travis, uh, let's get into it. Who is winning on Monday Night Raw? On Raw, I'd go with Finn Balor. Yep. Uh, I'd like to go Baron Corbin, but Finn Balor did win in the main event, and he did qualify for Money in the Bank. Uh, Who's losing on Monday Night Raw? Um, Losing on Monday Night Raw... Hmm. No, I'm not going to say no way, Jose. All right. He's he did get pinned by Baron Corbin. One, is, two, three. He is never losing in my eyes. Okay. And, and he did get pinned by a man that Eric has repeatedly called a bum. I mean, yeah, he is a bum, but, um, losing, I mean, I could do go the Eric rather than say Baron Corbin is losing because he won that match and nobody cared. But um, I'm going to go with Mr. Reigns not making the Money in the Bank ladder match. You know what? I'm actually going to change both my answers because that was my original answer. But I'm going to go with Ember Moon over Finn Balor because this is the first big win of her main roster career, qualifying for this Money in the Bank. And I'm really happy they gave it to her because they really haven't done much with her since she she's come up. Like, put a spotlight on her. This was a big spotlight for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to be able to see her. Uh, and then the loser, I'm going to say Kevin Owens because he also, like Roman Reigns, did not qualify. But he didn't qualify after having to have a singles match with Braun Strowman. Yeah, that is kind of – that's rough in the streets. All right. Who's, uh, who's winning on SmackDown? Sheldon Benjamin. I'm gonna go with the Miz because he kicked out of a Swanton, or he he didn't kick out of a Swanton bomb. He rolled Jeff up after a Swanton bomb and two Listen. twists of fate to Listen. qualify. Listen, Sheldon Benjamin declared that he was going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, and he has not even qualified yet. He has already won. All right, he's going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. He called it weeks in advance, and you're all gonna look back and be like, "Yeah, he called it." Who's losing on SmackDown? Um, I'll go with, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan Danielson. You guys couldn't see me, but as Travis was thinking, I was just doing the yes chant silently over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go with Daniel Bryan Danielson. He <sighs> So sad, so sad, kid. 
Well, it's sad that he lost. He didn't qualify for Money in the Bank, but at the same time, you know, he put over Rusev, which is good because Rusev Day is super popular right now. Where's and Lana? I feel like WWE is trying to do everything they can to ruin Rusev Day. Where's Lana? I don't know. She was there last week. She wasn't here this week. Aiden English was back this week. And then he won. So it makes no sense with the story they're trying to tell. Oh, you can't win because of Aiden English. And then Lana's not there. English is there. And he fucking beats Daniel Bryan. So. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. All right. You already plugged uh, your wet dream. That is the show that you named after Will Smith's song. What else would you like to plug? Uh, Super flashy arrow of tomorrow. In the last couple weeks of it, folks. That we got three shows left. Maybe a fourth show to like recap the entire season. But yeah, super flashy era of tomorrow. Weekly. Check it out if you're a fan of the uh CW superhero shows. Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Black Lightning. Um also check out Creation Conversation. We'll be back this month. It's a monthly show. We talk in film and television in general. We also, you know, come at you with some fun film and television related topics and we play a little game at the end so yeah check it out facebook.com slash creation magazine for those of you who don't know how to spell creation is c-r-e-a-t-i-a magazine magazine and uh facebook.com slash groups slash super flashy arrow of tomorrow yeah correct that is correct you can find us facebook.com slash group slash smacking it raw. That is without a G because I had someone tell me they couldn't find it and they were using a G. So it is S M A C K I N I T R A W smacking it raw, not smacking it raw. Also, please like, and subscribe, check out, give us a rating our- too. That, that helps a lot. Do that. Five stars, rate us five stars on iTunes. Absolutely, and be sure to follow us on Facebook Live. Check out our after pay-per-view live shows. Um, If they're bad, I'm sure you'll see more of the rack. If they're good, um, it might depend on a low blow or not, whether he shows up. But, uh, yeah, so please check us out there. I think that's it, Travis. I believe so. We are smacking it wrong. We are that damn good. I'm not going to let you make this run over. Yeah. Don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs>